0: The perfect picture, the space and time splitter, the Augustan calendar plumb line, we all know what common error means, please. Watch what, what, this? Rhymes and poetry. You! You, you, people have been talking, man. You know what I'm going to do? I'ma just do it.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up? You are listening to Rhymes and Poetry, right here on Active FM. And you are with your girl, Lee Yet for another week of Rhymes and Poetry. Listen. So like I've been doing poetry around the world right and like the most interesting thing for me is to actually see how the more we go around the world the more we discover places where we never even thought that they'd actually like do poetry and um, it's exciting also because you learn weird things about poetry in other countries and this segment is gonna have something that i was like oh my goodness i cannot even believe this is true but you're gonna find out what that is a bit later on in the show but if you're looking for us because you just don't know where to find us you can simply find us on our socials which is at activefm triple seven the number of heaven otherwise you can simply go to our website which is www.activefm.co.za but in case you guys are wondering what the show is about like where are we around the world like what is going on Nalty? can you just tell me at least where we are around the world we are doing Russian poetry today and it is gonna be super super awesome there's an interesting fact about Russian poetry that I did not even know and that is weird for me because I'm like How do you even do that? But I'm going to let you guys know a little more about that. But before we get into all of that, I want to take you guys to one of my favorite songs on the Active Worship's new album. It's called Inception and the song is entitled Take Us Back. So let us go back to the beginning.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Pastor Ebenezer. You are tuned to Active FM. Christ music is hot music.
1: We are doing Russian poetry. Firstly, let's just discuss how crazy awesome that song is. It is entitled um, Take Us Back, and it's on Acts of Worship's latest album, which is called Inception. I got my album, and I need to tell you guys that that album is awesome. It really, really is. And the testimony and the breakthrough that comes when you listen to worship music it's on another level. And that's why I always say you need to listen to worship music, you need to listen to Christian music because Christ's music is the hottest music on the land. And because we are Active FM, we bring you the hottest music on the land. You don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to go far. Listen, just listen to Active FM, Shazam the music, or find out what the title is and go on apple music Deezer. you can get it anywhere where you can find good music so i was reading up on a lady called janet finch and she wrote about the eight poets that taught her how to write not russian poetry but they taught her how to write a novel about russia can you imagine many people think that poetry is just poetry and it just stays there but it literally branches out into all types of literature it branches out into music and it has so many purposes other than just being a thing of entertainment it actually helps people in their literature and the, basically the first poet she read um was anna akhmatova and she says the great anna um reign supreme the dark lady of russian literature i'll always associate anna with valentina and her pearls the elegance the gravity the absolute authority so much said with such little words young russian girls worshipped her and i still do in the poem muse a figure approaches a young anna out of the night and then this is basically a line from anna's poem and it says you gave dante the pages of the inferno the poets ask and she answers yes and basically that is anna and the next poet was marina and basically from marina she she admires all these poets it's not like she's just reading their poetry because it's entertaining she admires them and she learns from their writing technique she learns from their skills she learns from how they use the personification how they use similes and metaphors and she admires the style of writing that these poets have and she says although i admired the precise um akhmatova i felt an immediate affinity and passionate with marina a fiery biting defiant and she was as sure of herself as anna was though as opposite by temperament as she could be it's by accident i named my character marina a magician with a language personally turbulent marina dashes and exclamation marks give speed and urgency to her work so basically She used Marina's name as one of the the, the fictional characters in her novel. And she basically wrote this story about a young magician um, who faces a whole lot of troubles. And we see that um, her inspiration draws much further than the person writing the poetry. It goes into their personality, goes into what they stand for, and so much more. And then the next one was osip Mandelstam, and this is a guy so the first two were women poets and this is a guy and she says the most sophisticated on the page mandalum was a part of the of anna's side of the spectrum part of the acneist school precision and always the tie to the world this guy wrote poetry and his poetry was revolutionary when you look at russian poetry and his poem in 1918 These poets are not recent poets that lived now these are poets that wrote quite a while back and his poem in 1918 about the revolution and basically he wrote this in one of his poems brothers let us celebrate liberty twilight the great and gloomy year when the very swallows have been pressed into the battle legions the end slays me we still recall in this cold that earth costs a dozen Heavens. The next poet is Vladimir Meoskovsky. May- and obviously the word, Vla- the name Vladimir is very like popular in the world. Because you think of Vladimir P- Putin, who is the president of Russia. But if you actually look in Russian history, it's actually a very common name to give a child. It's not like a name that you give. or oh, like it's not like one of those rare unique names like my name. Can I please tell you that everywhere I go, not many people have the same name as me. Like literally... In the church I'm in the active church in South Africa, based in Saudiby um I'm literally the only Nolene in the church, and it's been many places I go to actually, I went to Northcliffe High School um when I was in my schooling years, and I was the only Nolene in northcliffe High School, like there was no other, but like that's like you know such a unique name. but Vladimir is not one of those names. There are many vladimirs in um in Russia um vladimir the futurist was the one who said he entered the revolution as a man and entering his own house a mass of contradictions this great swaggering man a giant yet tender even the um even the extent of his love desperately in love with a married woman and tormented with being the short end of a triangle he was both the voice of the revolution shouting putting his feet on the table but also A cloud in trousers So basically this guy Like was in love with a married woman first of all like if she's married bro, just leave her alone Like I don't even need to start giving love advice here because you know, like once someone has like sealed their covenant As a married person that person is committed now you in love with someone that is tied Not only in the physical but their souls are tied together They are married They have become one So not only are you saying you love the woman bro You love her husband as well Because they have become one So how can you love the one half without the other half That's just me But if you guys really want good love advice You should listen to the love show I'm just saying This guy was in love with the married woman And this would be the cry out in many of his poems It's either he was speaking about the revolution Or he'd be speaking about the love that he had And this is one of the things that he said you would not recognize me now a bulging bulk of sinews groaning and withering what can such a clod desire Th- though the clod many things though political at odds and he um had in common um with many other poets and he appreciated um a poet named chetiva and this is basically the next one. Velimir, not Vladimir, Velimir. And he's basically another one of the poets that inspired her. I mean, when you look at the books um, with these people that they wrote, so the poetry they wrote, you can actually see that these people lived a long time ago. And this is basically what she says. You've got to have an avant-garde to understand, the, to understand Russia. I think that Velimir... And Vladimir um, Basically have the same sort of poetry His sound fell under attack by the soviet minders culture and basically this guy defended his um vladimir defended velimir's work saying that there were poets for the consumer and poets for the producer and the living literature needed both so basically he thought that um velimir was a poet for the producer rather than for the consumer and i don't understand how that is possible because then when you're taking in poetry You're basically the consumer Whether you're a producer or not And many people in the Soviet Union Were um, complaining because they didn't Understand this guy's poetry So now when we when we Look at it um, Vladimir actually came into Not Vladimir Putin guys I'm Talking about the poet that we just spoke about He came into the defense of this guy And he basically said that even though that The consumers don't understand His type of poetry It doesn't mean that he's not a good poet he's just writing poetry for a different market for a different niche and this is basically um an extract from one of the poets he wrote only we have fixed our foreheads the wild laurels of the ruler of the terrestrial globe we fire the moist of clays of mankind into jugs and pitchers of time and then the next poet is joseph brodsky and if you notice a lot of these Russians' names end with the ski. Like, I'm not even joking, okay? Like, I just need to find so there's Mayakovsky, there's Dun Dun Dun. I'm tova, but okay, that's not ski. But many Russian names end with the ski, which I find very interesting. I wonder why, but like you know. Anyway, so um, this guy was her dead guy crush, and she says, "My poetic Jim Morrison, um, dry, witty, with the big understow of sorrow." what a portrait of russia in the early 60s he'd been imprisoned in a mental institution and served a sentence for parasitism in the far far end um of russia the north end of russia a trial judge asked who has recognized you as a poet who has enrolled you in the ranks of poets no one Brodsky replied who enrolled me in the ranks of the human race? He was um, Emektova's heir and prodigy. To hear him recite his own work is to hear the sound of the Silver Age, the coolness of Emektova, which was Anna, the poet we described um, discussed earlier on, the bite and the world culture of Mendelstam, and basically these poets would all write poetry around um, around um russia and they'd write their thoughts on russia and from this um that's where she got the idea of writing a book about russia when we look at many of the poems they're either affiliated all influenced by Anna which was the first poet she spoke about and many of the threads she she speaks through when she's speaking about um all these poets or when she's speaking about the work she basically brings Anna in to all of this work because when she looks at Anna she looks at Anna as a revolutionary writer who started this um whole train of poets in the direction of writing about Russia now what's interesting to me when I'm reading about these poets is that many of them actually wrote poetry about russia and as we read when we're um, going over the other um poems um from different countries they would write different poems about different things i mean yes it's called colombian poetry it's called egyptian poetry it's called this and that and the next thing but I didn't find many poems that actually spoke about the place where they came from now what's interesting about russia is that many of their poems speak about russia and many of their poets are dedicated to speaking about russia writing poems that tell the world about russia when i look at this i think of it from a standpoint of the fact that when we look at the world the world has always been at odds with russia i mean let's be quite honest when you think of russia you think of scary people just the accents alone you already want to run away and that's that's something that um has been instilled in us because obviously russia has been at war with america we know from way back we know that they've always been competing it's always been a big thing the the, the russians versus the americans and um For the longest time russia was portrayed as this country that just wanted to like literally flatten the whole earth and just fill the earth with russians so when we look at russia we look at it from that standpoint we look at the russian accent as the bad guys like every time you watch a film the bad guys are usually russian every time i watch a soapy when they're bringing in um bad guys they're bringing russian guys and just by the accent you're like oh my goodness these are bad people but these poets have strived to showing people a different side of russia i mean it's not only about the fact that um they are scary because they have been made known to us as scary i mean french people and the um the language um has been portrayed to us as the language of love when you hear french you're like oh my goodness but then when you hear russian you 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 have fear in your heart now i wonder if back then in the days they introduced german as the love language and french as the language of people that were scary would would it be weird now for us to hear the russian accent and think oh my goodness that is such a love language or would it actually be normal and i always think about stuff like that but that's besides what we're speaking about i'm gonna briefly go through the next um few poets the next one is bella and she basically wrote poetry along the same lines and she wrote a poem written um entitled fairy tale about the rain and this is one of the poems that inspired her in her book the next one is sergi vosneskevi and basically he wrote a poem um and he was part of the great class of the 1960s the poets of the 1960s when you look at the picture he has a typewriter in the picture who in their lives does not do not want to own a typewriter? I love typewriters. I love this era of poetry. I love this era of writing and the means that they would get their poems out there. I like how the books look because I don't know if you know back then the books actually looked like. Okay, so basically they typewrite everything and then obviously they take it to the people and the people would bind those books um, In whatever way they could So I remember when I went to one of the libraries in Vits, because I'm in the University of Vitz, And basically in the 1913s, 1911s I was reading um, a lot of books and I was looking at a lot of books from those times And the way they used to bind their books was with rope I know right they they literally used to tie that stuff together man and i found it so interesting to see how we've evolved from a time where paper was the medium of of publish and now we've moved into a time where the medium of publish is the internet and that sort of like breaks my heart because in my heart i'm like but we like typewriters and we like the quill and we like ink but many people are like no we need to move forward into the age of typing and into the age of um technology because that is where we're going but that's basically the eight poets that inspired her to write her book and from these eight poets she just drew the inspiration because they would speak so well about Russia they would speak um highly of russia they would um take the russian culture and translate it to the rest of the world That's so the rest of the world would know more about russia than just oh my goodness those are the scary people and that was her influence in writing this book but i did tell you that there was something very interesting about russian poetry that i found very interesting and i was like but how did they do this and we are gonna find that out after this
0: Thank you. Trade is passionate about mobility and solutions that make a difference in your business. From mobile sales and sales management to van sales and proof of delivery. For, for a, a demo, demo call Rapid Trade. Rapid Trade. Trade, Trade ahead, ahead of, of, the, of game. the game.
1: So, I did speak about the thing that I found very interesting about Russian poetry. So, guys, did you know that there are five poems that every Russian Knows by heart These five poems if you're a Russian and you don't know it. It's like What are you for real? Are you serious? Every single Russian knows these five poems And I found that very interesting because me I thought like it would be like short poems, you know what I mean? Like Rosa but it's please, she so you ha ha, but it is not these are lengthy poems And every Russian knows all of these po- five poems by heart what, what intrigued me with this is that um, Russia has taken poetry and made it a part of its culture It's a part of your culture to know these five poems And it is successful in that way Because then now when parents have kids They teach their kids these poems When kids go to school They learn these poems And they know these poems off by heart and um, the first one is by Ivan Kry- Krylov, and it's called The Dragonfly and the Ant. Now, you wouldn't expect every single Russian to know this by heart, but they do, and this is how it goes. In the summer's gaily singing, of the future isn't thinking, but the winter's nearby. Field was green, it's now reddish. Happy days already vanished, and it happened no more that the leaf gives roof and store all has gone in cold winters want and hunger wait a fall dragonfly sings no more who would like to sing yet more if the hungry belly hinders she is crawling in dismay to the ants not far away dear crony don't leave me i'll be strong you may believe me But to manage winter storms, give me food a bit of warmth. Oh my dear, it's very clear. Did you work in summer here? So, and, his answer forms. But in the summer, I was busy. In the pleasant grass, we had many plays and songs ahead. Very often, I was dizzy. Ah, you mean? I made a hit. All the summer, I was singing you were singing well done dealing now dance a little bit and that is the poem i think that is very cute i think this is something you would learn in kindergarten i love the fact that it gives the dragon um it personifies the dragonfly and it personifies the ant, um in giving them the ability to speak if you don't know what personification is it's basically giving non-human Objects, animals or whatever Human qualities and human characters And um, I love the fact that he used that I love the conversation between the dragonfly and the ant And it's just light hearted It's fun It's something that you would learn in preschool As I said Just to tell you That all of these poems have been translated into English So all of the, the Russians know these poetry in their language And then the next one is by Alexander Pushkin and this one is entitled, I Still Recall the Wondrous Moment. And what's interesting about these poems is that they're not short, though, guys. Like, to, re- to learn all of these five poems by heart is like, for me, it's like a lot. But then for them, obviously, it's like something um that is of pride and something that they take to heart and and actually find value and pleasure in reciting so the next one goes i still recall the wondrous moment when you appeared before my sight as though a brief and fleeting omen pure phantom in enchanting light in sorrow when i felt unwell caught in bustle in a daze i fell under your voice's spell and dreamt the features of your face Years passed and gales had dispelled my former hopes and in those days. I lost your voice, sacred spell, the holy features of your face. Detained in darkness, isolation, my days began to drag in strife. Without faith and inspiration, without tears and love and life, my soul attained its wakening moment, you reappeared before my sight, as though a brief and fleeting omen, pure phantom in enchanting light. And now my heart, with fascination, beats rapidly and finds revived devout faith and inspiration and tender tears and love and life i love this poem firstly what i love about this poem is the fact that in um in four stanzas he ends them with the same line it's effective because it sort of drives your poem um your your the message of your poem home Um, I remember there was a point in time that every poem I wrote ended with the same line or like alternating lines that were the same and it really is beautiful to read a poem like this it just to me speaks of um, a relationship with the deity Um, and in my case when I think about this I think about this as it's speaking of your relationship with God and it is such a beautiful poem and I understand and I see now why these um, the Russians actually learn these poems of by heart they're beautiful um, poems and I love the fact that in Russian poetry there's a light-hearted spirit behind the poetry and it, it, it's actually um, something very refreshing to read And the next poet is Mikhail Lemonov, and he wrote The Sail. And basically, this is how the, the sail goes. Amid the blue haze of the ocean, a sail is passing, white and frail. What do you seek in a far country? What have you left at home, lone sail? The billows play, the breeze whistles, and rhythmically creaks the mast. Alas, you seek no happy future, nor do you flee a happy past Below the mirrored azure brightens, above the golden rays increase But you, wild rover, pray for tempests, as if in tempests there was peace And that is... ah, I love that I love that, it speaks about obviously a lone sail, sailing off... um, in in this 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 ocean and it speaks about the breeze and how it whistles i love the fact that it personifies it in that uh, that that matter because you can actually hear it as you're reading the poem um and i love the fact that it says that it's not go running away from a, a sad um it's not seeking a happy future Nor is it fleeing a happy past It is just sailing off in, in this big ocean And with no direction Basically is what the poem is trying to say And isn't that funny How many people are like that They just like a lone A, a lone Ship, a, a lone boat Sailing off in this very big ocean No direction And they just going with the flow of things And it says that it's praying for tempests as if in tempests there's peace. And many times we find ourselves putting ourselves in situations that can harm us. We find ourselves putting ourselves in praying for things that can destroy us, wanting things that are not good for us. And that is exactly what this speaks of. And I love the fact of the imagery in this poem. I love the fact that he's saying a lot, but not saying much at all. And Also I love the fact that it is short At least um, when they're memorizing the other long poems This is one of the shorter poems But I love the imagery that is brought about in this poem It's very beautiful And then the next one is by Alexandra Block And it's called Night Street Lamp Drugstore And now this is how it goes Night Night Street Lamp Drugstore A dull, meaningless night Go on and live another quarter century nothing will ever change there's no out you'll die then start from the beginning it will repeat just like before night i see ripples on a canal drugstore street lamp and that's basically a short poem it's very nice because it actually speaks about the fact that i think from my interpretation of the poem it speaks about the the fact that it's, it's basically a cycle of life Where people keep doing the same thing And whether you live for another quarter of a century Which is 25 years You'll find yourself in the same patterns Repeating the same things over and over again Because there's no learning from the mistake Now the last one is by Sergey Yesenin And it is called "The Bir- Under my window tucked in the snow White birch retired Clad in silver cloak on the fluffy branches, snowy trim with silver tinge, melted around catkins, forming white fringe. Like golden fires, snowflakes blazed, while Birch stood still, asleep or amazed. Meanwhile, lazily strolling around, Dawn threw more silver on the twigs and ground. And that basically speaks of a tree um that grows and obviously there they have snow i wish we also had snow but then people that have snow are like no you don't wish you had snow because it's actually like very cold but i wish we had snow because it's so beautiful and it turns these trees into these beautiful huge white trees and that's basically the the, the poem that is what his poem is all about and i love the fact that these are the five poems that all of them are learning off our heart because they are beautiful poems it just creates pictures and vivid imagery in your mind you can hear it you can taste it you can feel it it just invokes all senses and that's what i like about russian poetry it's the sense of um it's the sense of just um, excellence that they have in their poem and how it has a light-hearted spirit. It's not dark, it's not heavy. It's not something that, that makes you thinking for hours. It's lighthearted and it's beautiful. And those are the five poems that all Russians know by head. So next time you meet a Russian or next time you have a Russian friend over or you're speaking to a Russian person, ask them if they know about these poems because it is said that all Russians know these poems. With all of that said, I'll see you after this. Yo, how's everybody doing? My name is C. the Second, and you're listening to Active FM. So it has been so fascinating and interesting learning about Russian poetry. It's very interesting to see how um, they've sort of like formed it in their culture and they've embedded in every Russian that they know this poetry. And it's super, super, super incredible and super awesome. And I enjoyed talking about Russian poetry. And I think it's very important that we don't only look at them as these scary humans But we also look at them as people who have um, culture People who are actually living and active like we are And the lightheartedness of the poetry shows you That these are not hard people These are not people who are all scary And who will you or break you or whatever we think that will happen with Russians but if you're looking for us and you don't know where to find us you can simply find us on our website which is www.activefm.co.ca otherwise go on our socials you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at activefm777 the number of heaven if you're looking for rhymes and poetry you can simply find me on Instagram at at rhymes and Pochi, triple seven, the number of heaven. But for another week of Rhymes and Pochi, this is Naldi Lee signing out. Peace out and God bless you.
0: Christ music is hot music. Actives, 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 actives,